0: Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Hello, what's up, back again?
1: Episode one eighty six. Look like looks like we peaked there. Uh, not as far as podcasting, but the audio no. peaked. No. Curtis took off his headphones and threw him down on the ground. Uh, because that probably hurt people's eardrums if they were listening with headphones or if they're in their car. Hopefully they you know, were holding the steering wheel at 10 and 2 uh, whenever we came in and screamed and caused the audio to peak there.
0: You know, they actually don't teach 10 and 2 anymore. They, teach, they teach 9 and 3.
1: 9 and 3, so that's because a of the bit airbags. lower. Is that a little bit lower? That's a little bit a little lower. lower. Yeah,
0: you're directly across from each other. I didn't of know that. The yeah, they teach 9 and 3 now.
1: That's a good poll question. Did, did you know... That they stopped teaching ten and two and yeah. they now want you to drive nine and three. Okay. That's good. I mean I, I usually know. just I, I
0: stay at, I stay at noon.
1: Yeah, twelve. I mean that's easy. You put one hand up there, you're good to go. And here sometimes I'll switch my steering wheel the way it's set up. I put two fingers over on three. Like on the you know what I'm saying? You kinda pinch I'm you on nine. pinch the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. I do yeah. the same
0: thing, but I'm I go left hand. Yeah, Because I, I need go the right, right to work hand. the radio.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. I just use the right I use my right hand as well to use it, to do the radio and I just yeah. leave it. I mean if you if you're driving on a relatively straight road you can take your hands off the wheel.
0: Yeah, I mean the car's not just gonna jump yeah. one way or the Go other. Go ahead
1: and do something, car. That's yeah. what I say.
0: You know, I don't listen to the radio really anymore. I get mad when I do because I spend more time flipping through channels than actually listening
1: to music. You just ride in silence or you play stuff? Bluetooth? Yeah.
0: Well, I, I like to play stuff Bluetooth, but my phone's been acting weird lately, so it's not loading the stuff. Son of a bitch! I, yeah, I know. So a lot of times I'll get I'll just say screw it and start listening to the radio, and then they you just said
1: you weren't listening to the radio a lot. Though. I,
0: well, I try not to, but lately I've been having to do it more. And so I've what are you frustrated.
1: listening to though? If you said you're not you're not listening to the radio a lot, but your phone's I'm listening
0: out to and... about four second increments of songs, of songs right now or commercials that they play. Because uh, every it seems like every radio station plays about the same six songs. Over you gotta and
1: over. get Sirius XM, and and it might look a little intimidating the price, on the front end. Mm. But hey, you listen to music. They got a ton of channels. There's there are no ads. I don't think I get Sirius XM. Well, then that, that's an issue too because you don't want to pay for Sirius XM right. and then your car can't get it. Right. Because then that doesn't make sense. No. Um, but you know what does make sense. Hmm. You and I sitting down in the podcast studio and pumping out yet another episode of and 2 k This is episode 186, and DJ and I were just kind of talking about, you know, in, in relation to the number 200, we're close. But yeah. in all reality, that's still 13 weeks away. Yeah. So we're thinking about it, uh, and and there are a lot of things that we've kind of... You know, put up on the bulletin board trying to figure out what's that big event we can do. Right. We thought about doing uh, something that we were really excited about and still might happen is the AYN2K World Tour. Right. Uh, We're looking at dates. We're looking at locations. Mm -hmm. That might be something that we announce soon. Yeah. Before that 200th episode, DJ and I, and, you know, you can speak on this as well, DJ, we're thinking about doing AYN2K Live because we've always talked about it and what better way to celebrate The two hundredth episode, yeah. Than to do a live recording in front of in in front of a studio audience full of our fans, I think that'd be great. I think think it would be really good, and we wouldn't have to rent out that big of a room because, of course, we could probably fit you know ten to fifteen people right in in a pretty small room. Yeah. So you know what
0: is so the people that I go to church with, uh, have like gradually more and more of them have been finding out that I do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. So that's a common thing. Like every time I see them, they're hey. DJ has a podcast. Like, oh. I, uh, yeah. Do you like do. that? Uh, you know, it's I don't dislike it, but I think it's funny because they're like, "Well, how many episodes do you have?" And they're like, they always say he actually he, like he has 150 200 episodes. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, we've been doing it for about four years. Wow. And uh, it they're always really surprised by that,
1: and I don't know why exactly. It's probably the fact that. I think you could say we haven't had commercial success. So someone someone might not yet. Someone might look at our you know effort and our consistency and ask a question that can be summed up in one word. Why? And yeah. that's that's the question that I sometimes get. Oh, you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. How long have you been doing it? Uh, well, actually, we started you know freshman year of college, so I've you know, been doing it for about four years, coming going on five years. Yeah. in November, and uh, then they say, uh, well, of course, the next, another question: How many people listen to it? Yeah. Now, of course, that is that's tough to, to answer because fluctuates. it fluctuates, and we like to kind of wait a little bit in in order to get that full number of listens. That's right. on the podcast. Yeah. So we, we, of course, wait a little bit to kind of say, oh, you know, we have this many, uh, you know, just sitting there. If people are listening, we have over one hundred subscribers. Which mm-hmm. since, since the uh, whole system started on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. has now been changed to followers. Yeah. Because subscribing uh, implies that there's some sort of payment.
0: Right. Uh, of course, Apple yeah. Podcasts
1: is for free. By the way, DJ, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of rambling, and I'll get back to what I was saying in a we'll second. Get- By the way, we are now available on Amazon uh, and Audible. So, really? We are available on. Isn't Audible for books? That's right. But we are available anywhere you can think of Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon, Audible. All you need to know someone's anywhere gonna, you can think of. Someone's going to say, this isn't a f-ing book. And, uh, they'll, uh, well, they'll say, maybe this isn't too bad, though. We could put a book out. I've, I can write a book. Yeah, I'm sure you could. Yeah. But, anyways. So they ask me how many people listen, and I say, "Well, you know, we've got over a hundred subscribers or followers, and we have this many streams total, which is actually a pretty surprising number." Uh, but then that last question is always why, mm-hmm. and that is—it's a, a tough one. It's to a tough question. Why do I do it? Yeah. It's clearly not for money. It's clearly not because the fans are just dying to have an episode every week. Right. It's not for the fame, even though I think there is a small amount of people who. Are like oh you know I can't wait for this next week's episode of All You Need to Know yeah because we do have a pretty steady uh, number mm-hmm. base whenever that that podcast comes out that first week there is there are a certain number of people that listen to it yeah but I think I do it of course we've talked about it before you and I get to see each other get together right talk maybe yeah. you know it'd be nice to get together outside of the podcast but at least we still get to see each other yeah and it's a creative outlet I think is the best answer for it
0: yeah we get to put our thoughts out there for people, whether they want to uh, hear them or not. Which, you know, I think most people tend to do that in different forms. But. Mostly on Facebook.
1: Yes, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. We don't put out our opinions and thoughts to make people angry or cause division. That's right. We put out our thoughts in order to bring people together. Mm -hmm. Because we always talk about, we cover the topics that we discuss to about 95%. Yeah. And then that last 5% is the audience finalizing and and kind of following through on that conversation that we started. So yep. we've talked about it, you know, you, you bring it up at the family dinner, you have a potluck mm-hmm. uh, dinner, which really, we had some really strong, and, I, and I'm not kidding, DJ and I have been to a couple of these study groups. We had a couple of study groups that fans had created, uh, you know, th- actually throughout the country. Mm-hmm. And... They would all listen to the podcast in a group setting. Yeah. So we had one that was, like I said, about 10 to 15 people. Uh, the All You Need to Know study group was about to push past 50, mm-hmm. uh, of course, whenever the whole uh, state of the world, in right. air quotations, because we've never mentioned the word here you on All You Need to Know. We, we won't whenever, do it. Um, the state of the world that we're now in, that mm-hmm. that happened, of course, kind of caused people to not get into large groups. Um, and so that's that was, that was kind of, it, it tugged at us because we knew that that group was growing exponentially, right? Uh, kind of like this state of the world uh, with with the cases that are happening in the air quotation state of the world. Yes. Exponential growth. Exponential growth. Um, but we have been able to sit in with those study groups and it has been enlightening to see that we are starting conversations throughout the country, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be running with scissors or the JFK assassination, right. or just the past couple of weeks, is life unfair? Um, we asked that question. And that was a really good episode. Had some really good feedback besides Stanley Round. Yeah. And then uh, last week we did something that we've never done before. We kind of talked about a movie that hasn't even come out yet. Right. Now, not to be confused with the time that we talked about a movie that neither of us had seen, but it had come out. Right. You remember that?
0: Oh right, yeah. The, the da, Vinci uh, da Vinci Code.
1: Yeah. That's a that's a uh, cult classic because, of course, I kind of just gave up. You know, it, We should. I probably should have teased it instead of saying that. But if you want to go back, DJ and I, and you cannot tell. I'm telling you, DJ and I covered it very well. Thoroughly. Thoroughly. And then we had both had never seen the movie. Yeah. And I've had many people come up and say, man, it wasn't until that last that last 10 minutes when you guys said neither of you guys had seen it. Yeah. I thought you guys had seen it. And I love Tom Hanks in that movie. Tom, I love him. He d- He does such a good job fantastic. in The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. I've, I've never seen it, though. Me
0: either.
1: So we've got a lot that we just kind of... Di- we dove. We, we dove, dived. Dove. Dive in? Dove right into. Okay. We've dove in right into if it. If you write dove down, is that a word? Because if you write it down on a piece of paper, it, looks then it like just dove. looks like dove.
0: You know, you would think I'd know that? Uh, English that, major. Yeah, that's, that's one of those. That, well, a lot of people get that confused. I'm not actually an English major. English I'm a, education? I'm a middle school education major with a language arts certification. Language arts certification. Right.
1: Right. Right, so I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. Well,
0: there's just a lot. I don't confusion. want to
1: put you in a box, because then that would that would, you would, nobody would, puts oh, baby in a box. No, nobody puts a baby in a box. I play for keeps. It's not even the same movie. Which one's that one? I play for keeps. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember in Talladega Nights, whenever uh, Ricky Bobby and then uh, what's the other guy's name played by Sasha Baron Cohen.
0: Oh. Oh, John Girard.
1: Yeah, John Girard or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they're getting in their face, mm-hmm. like each other's faces, and he's like, "You are a terrible nest car driver, Ricky Booby. Yeah, or something like that's that. That's pretty good. Thank you. And Ricky just—that's uh, not even the right line there. And I don't want people to like send any angry. It's emails. pretty close, uh, but Ricky is just yelling in his face. I play for keeps. I play for keeps. Okay, I, I don't.
0: I don't recall that line. I, that's.
1: Love Talladega oh, Nights. Oh great you. movie. Talladega Nights is such a good movie. Mm. And it's a very quotable movie. Oh, how, many times, sure. how many times have you been in a situation and you say a quote out loud and people immediately know what you're talking about? Because sometimes you can have a quote that you maybe kind of work into your everyday dialogue and people don't get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with Talladega Nights, enough people have seen it yeah. and enough time has gone by right. to where you're, they're like, oh, I get it.
0: I think my favorite one that comes out of that... Are... For whatever reason, the first one that popped in my head just now, really. But uh, it was, uh, with all due respect, and again, I'm saying with all due respect, that ain't worth a velvet painting of a dolphin and a whale getting it on. Yes. That I don't know why, but that's the first one that comes and to my I,
1: mind. And I knew that that was from the movie. That one is, I think, a little specific. Yeah. Uh, to where some people might not get it. There are just so many good... Good parts of that movie. One that you know, I say I play for keeps a lot, and mm-hmm. you didn't know what, what that was from. So yeah, it's funny that I said that it's very quotable, and then we both said quotes that probably people would wouldn't really recognize.
0: There, there's a lot that comes I'm all out.
1: jacked up on Mountain Dew. Yep. Um, something that I sometimes say if I like, you know, warm up a lasagna in the oven, like, uh, like, hey, come get your food. I've been slaving over it for hours. Yeah.
0: Or uh, the baby Jesus prayer. Yeah, dear six,
1: uh, dear ten pound six ounce baby Jesus. Yeah. Uh. There are just so many good parts from oh, from that man. movie. Um, you actually said something earlier. Whenever we were about to record, you said because there are people hanging out outside the studio. You said if we start making animal noises, yes, and that's yeah. from Talladega Nights yeah, yeah, because yep. Ricky Bobby and I think his like secretary that's in the movie played by is it? It's like a yeah manager. A- Amy Amy McAdams is that her name? No, Amy Ra-
0: Amy McAdams.
1: Amy, what is her Rachel
0: name? Rachel McAdams is the woman from notebook right
1: right i don't so, know if
0: i don't know her like her actual name in that movie she's susan
1: right i it's gonna curtis is gonna I, look this up for us i
0: really like the quote that she's got at the end of the movie and uh and ricky ricky's dad reese is it's like, amy adams amy adams okay well she's got that quote at the end of the movie where uh like ricky and his mom and the two kids and Susan walk up, and the dad's sitting there on the hood of his car. He's like, who'd you win that race for? He goes, well, it sure as hell went for you. He goes, I like that. And he goes, I guess if I just think about it, I want it for, uh, I was just out there driving because I knew no, what, no matter what happened, uh, my mom and my boys and my lady were still going to love me. And she goes, hi, I'm his lady. I'm, I'm Susan. We we had sex. <laughs> and Reese, Reese goes, is that right?
1: I wish I could have been there for that. <laughs> uh, and that I can't remember that the the guy that played the dad in that movie. Uh, but he he's a name. really talented actor. Yeah. And he did he did a great job in that movie. Yeah. Um, another quotable scene. <laughs> I found a whole rat in my Cobb salad, and I sometimes say that a lot. I sometimes say that a lot. I don't know if that makes sense to say that. But yeah. Uh, Applebees has rats. I found a whole rat in my Cobb salad. A whole rat in my Cobb salad. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a funny line. And the funny thing about that movie directed by Adam McKay, he of course goes on to direct Step Brothers. He directs The Other Guys. And in recent years, you've seen him transition into some serious like underlying political narratives. In his movies. I don't know if you've seen any Adam McKay movies as of late.
0: If I have, I, I probably would not have been able to tell you that he directed it. Or and produced I think it.
1: and, and it's really interesting because I really like the movie The Other Guys. Mm-hmm. And that has an underlying message about Ponzi schemes and like the government oh yeah, you know, distrust and things like that. And that kind of marks the point to where Adam McKay started to venture into some of those political commentary pieces. What are some of the other movies? Um, He did Vice, which was about... I uh, didn't see that one. Oh, gosh. The the Vice President, I guess it was... uh, I don't know. I don't know why I'm struggling to think of this. Um, It was whenever George W. Bush was in office. Was it Al Gore?
0: It was his Vice President? Yeah. Yeah. Let me, um, let me look
1: this up. Because you're
0: saying it's George W. Bush? I think Al Gore was the vice president for George I, yeah, W. I don't, Bush, i do yeah, not.
1: Not George H. W. Bush. George right. W. Bush. Um, and I just don't want to be wrong about this, but it came out in 2018. Um, former U.S. president, let's see, Going to Wikipedia here. Dick Cheney. That's who it was Oh,
0: about. all right.
1: I wanted to make sure, and now I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't know that. But he did that movie. And it was really well done, of course, political commentary, Mm -hmm. about the things that Dick Cheney was doing while George W. Bush was president, Uh, kind of an abuse of power type thing. I got you. Um, He's coming out with a a new movie uh, that I think is coming straight to Netflix called Don't Look Up. Have you heard about that? I have not. Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. Um,
0: Anything he's in is going to be great. And
1: he's not in a lot of movies, so you always have to kind of, like, if he's in a movie, you're like, okay, this must have been pretty good. Right. Um, let me read this, because it definitely is going to work with the times here. So let me get the IMDb, IMDB page pulled up. It says, the story of two low-level astronomers who must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. And, of course, the premise is there's a comet coming towards Earth. They're, they're, they know. They're trying mm-hmm. to tell people that there's imminent danger, yeah. and people aren't listening to them so that's sort wow. of some political commentary um but the other guys wow yeah the other guys kind of marks a transition because he did that and he must have found some fulfillment in there right. because not that not that the movies that he had didn't have substance before but they were more in the com they were more on the comical side yeah. and that's one thing is i've heard people say it's hard to make a comedy nowadays When's the last time you went to a theater and you saw a comedy and you were oh, like, that was really geez. good.
0: Um, I mean, it's been so long since I've been in a theater, period.
1: Oh, I've been to the theaters. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, last time but I, comedy, I, I guess. a comedy. A comedy. Like a true comedy. You see, like, the last few times I've been in a movie theater has probably been for Marvel, like Marvel stuff. Yeah. Which there is some comical stuff in it, in it but it's not a comedy movie. Um... I don't know, man. I don't. I don't, couldn't tell you the last time I saw comedy in theater. I
1: think the last time that I went to a movie that was like marketed as a comedy
0: mm-hmm.
1: was, and I, and I'm not sure, but this is the answer I'm going to give: Holmes and Watson, and that oh, was that was, was awful. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. I, I
0: never saw it because I heard
1: getting them back together, you know, and everybody thought it was going to be gold, right? And it kind of fell flat. Yeah. and people are saying you can't make a good comedy anymore because if you go back in the past 20 30 years there is a lot of offensive you right. know stuff in those movies
0: well yeah the not the state of the world that we referred to earlier but the state of the country in that sense mm-hmm. um, I, everything that i've heard and everything that i can tell is is kind of killing comedy like stand up comedians have to be extremely careful with what they're doing. And some of them have just hit, met it head on and hit it.
1: Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Bill Burr. Yeah. Those uh, guys. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart.
0: Yeah. Those, those guys just kind of straight up told them what's up. Like, you guys are killing me here. Right. I'm fighting for my life. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, it bothers me because I love the comedy stuff. I feel like everybody should be able to, uh, kind of take a joke and to be able to laugh about themselves sometimes. And we can't really do that. Right.
1: But it is difficult if there is comedy and there's laughter, but it's at the expense of others. I think that that's fine that we're trying to move away from that. But isn't that sad that if we cannot make fun of other people or laugh at the expense of others, we can't make a good comedy anymore? And I think the only guy that could do it, probably, is Adam McKay, but he's kind of matured and ventured into some of, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. the political commentary movies, where right. they're still funny. Like, Vice was funny. Mm-hmm. This Don't Look Up movie, which has Leonardo DiCaprio, I think Jennifer Lawrence, you know, Brad Pitt seems like he's always in. Chris Evans, like that. I think, was listening yeah, to Yeah, Chris cast. Evans. It's a good cast, and I'm sure it'll be funny, mm-hmm. but you're going you're gonna to be watching it like, oh, I get what this is trying to say. Right, yeah. So the last time that you saw a comedy where it was just funny, and it didn't have an underlying message. The only message was, "We're trying to be funny." Yeah, and it's hard to think about. Yeah, I... I said Holmes and Watson. I remember Daddy's Home was was I feel I felt like a swing and a miss with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. I was excited for those two to get back together, and it just didn't work out. It's hard to yeah. think about a comedy that you watched, and probably I would go ahead and say the last five years in yeah. theaters.
0: Yeah, which you know I can't tell you what I ate for breakfast this morning.
1: But yeah, I don't. I couldn't tell you. But think about how these comedy movies used to get pumped out. Like, boom, Wedding Crashers. Boom. Wedding, wedding the Crashers Love Guru. Is, boom. Austin Powers.
0: Wedding Crashers is one of my all-time favorites as far as comedies go. So that's why, a
1: very quotable movie. So well. why can't? Why Why are those almost non-existent? I that's what I have trouble thinking about because. There are some comedies that I've watched in the past, or that came out in the past ten to twenty years, where, of course, I've watched it and I was like, "Ooh, that part didn't age well." You probably can't do that yeah. now. But there are a lot of comedies where I think a lot of the substance is good. It's just funny, like Meet the Fockers. Ah, oh, man. Yeah.
0: Well, a lot of meet those parents. A lot of those actors are aging and getting into different stuff now. Like, there was a lot of actors, a a lot of the comedies that you think about around the time. Ben Stiller,
1: Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn.
0: Like, those guys were, uh, Adam Sandler was big there. Happy
1: Gilmore, Billy Madison. Yeah,
0: and for whatever reason, like, those guys have moved on to a cleaner form of humor. And there's nobody really stepping into
1: that spot that I can tell. You can even say Will Ferrell. John C. Riley, all those guys yeah. that that seem to be holding up that that co- comedy that was still coming out in theaters, yeah. are like you said, aging out, I guess, of those roles. Yeah, and I wouldn't say I think a lot of people are numb to the political commentary; they don't want to hear about it. Yeah, they don't want they they don't want a comedy that's kind of you know composed around a piece that's like, oh, this is the message behind it. Like yeah. you're supposed to feel this way after you watch it. Right. I think that's driving a lot of people away. Um. And then like you said, it just doesn't seem like there are a lot of really funny movies that are just out because they're funny and you want people to watch them. Something that I think was really successful, but if you think about it, it's probably eight to 10 years old now is 21 Jump Street. And then they did 22 Jump Street yeah. where they paired together Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Yeah. Those movies were funny, and I don't I, – I would have to watch them again. I'm not going to sit here and say that it didn't offend anyone. It probably did.
0: I, yeah. I, I mean, there's a just, fence that can be found in just about any form of
1: comedy. Nowadays, it's just – it's weird to think about, oh, I I guess I haven't rushed to the movies to see a comedy in a while. And, of course, yeah. like you said, with the state of the world, mm-hmm. and I guess in both senses uh, when it, when speaking about this. and. Right. It makes it difficult to talk about because we don't mention certain things. Um, we could mention the one thing. It's uh, what's what's the word for it that people have said uh, the high sensitivity. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. There's a word for it. Curtis is. I don't know. Is he taking the dog out again? He, he brought know. his ratty dog to the studio, and of course we had to move studios this again. Awful. This one is above. Yeah, above a, like a what? What's downstairs? Is it? It's like a bakery slash like a butcher shop. shop slash pet shop. Yeah. And it just smells terrible. And I wish Curtis would have got us a better place, a better location. And so he's, he's got to be careful taking his dog out. So you got to make sure that nothing happens down there. But getting back to what we were saying, there's a high sensitivity in today's society. Yeah. And there's a word for it, but I can't think of it right now. And then the other state of the world has a lot of people not rushing to the theaters to begin with, but it's just interesting to think about. And, and I'm sure people are maybe listening to this podcast and saying, you know what, that's true. I, I haven't thought about that. I haven't seen a good comedy, and I definitely haven't rushed to the movies to see a good comedy in a while. I feel like the only movies that have really per- performed well in the past five to eight years are the superhero movies, especially yeah. Marvel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the the Marvel Universe. Um, I mean, you had some other... Uh, it was like some of the Superman movies, the Suicide Squad, some of the DC stuff too. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. There are funny parts, but it's not a comedy.
0: Right. Um, man, I don't know. Like, I couldn't even tell you the last funny movie that I saw on Netflix.
1: Yeah. Like straight to Netflix, straight to Hulu type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because it maybe, and and this is this is a thought, and we haven't even gotten into today's topic. Right. I don't think we're going to. I think that instead of what we were going to talk about, this is just going to be, is comedy dead?
0: Yeah. I um, like it. Yeah. When is the last time, have we ever had an episode where we didn't have the topic transition?
1: Um. Yeah, we have. Really? But, but what is interesting about this one is we went in with a topic, then we found probably a better topic, so now we're just talking about that. So that's the interesting part about this episode. Right. But I was going to lead into maybe the lack of movies, the lack of comedy movies mm-hmm. as of late, has instead just transitioned into TV, into series, yeah, where you stream streaming, streaming services and things like that. It seems like there are a lot of funny TV shows coming out right now, but maybe not a lot of funny movies.
0: Yeah. i tell you what Netflix has done for me, or done to me, I guess, is, uh, or just streaming services in general. It's not just Netflix. Yeah. But I tend to just watch a lot of stuff that I've already seen. Mm. Uh, one thing, if I'm watching something new, it's usually something that kind of pulls me in and holds on to me. Uh, something I'm watching right now is Blacklist. So it's stuff like that. Like I get uninterested a lot of times in stuff that uh, doesn't keep hold of me. Uh, something that I started watching recently was uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, and it's really funny, but I got like three or four episodes in, and I haven't been back just because it's I don't know it's not something that like holds my interests really if I'm not if I just don't have anything else going on. And
1: that's that's an interesting point that you bring up is people will recommend shows right, and Mm -hmm. they'll say I just hold just power through that first season or hold on until season halfway through season two it gets really good yeah, and I've gotten to the point in my life. Where if something is not good, I'm just not going to watch it. Right. And let me go ahead and say, yes, I've watched The Office, mm-hmm. and it does get better after the first season. Right. Yes, I've watched Parks and Rec. It gets a heck of a lot better after the first season. Yep. A lot of people give up on Parks and Rec because of that first season. But if I give a show enough, if I can just, I think you can tell most of the time, if yeah. you start it. You're like, well, this isn't great right off the bat. The show still has to kind of find its 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 footing here. Yeah, I'll give it a chance. But sometimes, I like the other day, I started watching a show. I got maybe 18 minutes in, and I turned it off. I said, "This isn't good. I yeah. don't want to watch it." Yeah. And I think that that's good to be able to just. I'm not going to tough it out. I'm just. I'm going to go find something else to watch. And that's the thing about right now is you, you can do that anywhere. Yeah, for sure. There are so many things to watch. I I don't.
0: It bothers me now that you now that we've talked about it. I've been sitting here thinking about it for ten or fifteen minutes. It bothers me that I can't tell you the last like funny movie,
1: the the comedy that I've seen. I think for the most part, people will say, if someone said, "Hey, what's your favorite comedy?" It happened in between nineteen ninety and two thousand ten. For sure, I would ha- Yeah, you can maybe extend that to 20, 2012, 2015. But definitely not in the past five or six years. I have I cannot think of anything off the top of my head that would say, Oh yeah, that was a funny movie. Or um, a block how about a blockbuster comedy? I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But it is interesting. And I and it's just a thought that I had. I was like, man, you know, if if going back, like I we mentioned twenty one, Jump Street, like that was funny. Um even the movies, like it's not like they're not coming out with comedies, right? People are still trying to make funny movies, but there are a lot of swings and misses, I think, personally.
0: more Yeah, more which it was probably always more swing and misses than, than not hits. swing and misses, than yeah. hits. But uh, I don't know. I guess you didn't notice as much. And I'm probably, like I said, I'm not going to the movie theater very much at all anymore. Um, and I'm not trying to find new funny stuff either because the stuff that I know is funny... It's still funny to me, so I tend to watch that when I need a laugh because I know I'll get a laugh out of it.
1: Right. And right now, I think you could could even say, because of course this episode is now titled, Is Comedy Dead? Mm -hmm. Stand-up comedy has kind of been paused for now. We haven't had any new stand-up specials because of the state of the world, right? So right now, if you're looking for something funny, you're either watching something that's old Mm -hmm. or you're watching a TV show i think yeah because that's that's it and maybe that's why people rewatch shows they know it's funny they know it's good and they know they're going to enjoy it and it maybe maybe tv shows aren't meant for us to to just like tune in the whole time it seems like nowadays with the average attention span and and how many different screens and, th- and options that we have yeah it seems like a tv show almost acts as like just white noise yeah and you watch it for a second and maybe get on your phone and do something else
0: yeah, for sure. I, and that's not just with TV shows. I think that's with just about anything. I think that's uh, uh, sports that you watch on TV. I think it's TV shows, news, like all that stuff for the most part. But what you're saying with comedy is they hit it just like in spurts. Yeah. And for the for the most part, it's just
1: and and this randomness. is this is something that we we could probably talk about and then wrap up the episode. Is we I've been saying maybe all the good comedies have gone to tv but not the traditional form of tv whenever i say tv i kind of mean more along the lines of streaming services because right. how tv shows used to be delivered were the most popular nights whenever the family would gather around the television and watch a tv show together yeah. that was funny yeah and those were the big network shows friends cheers seinfeld seinfeld the office you can even say parson Wreck. Yeah. The good place I think was right in between being you know broadcast on television and people watching it and then kind of coming that's not in the streaming bad show. service. And that is a good show. Yeah,
0: that's I, I enjoyed that one.
1: Again though, people I The Big Bang Theory was popular, but I didn't think it was that funny. I would watch it occasionally, but I just it didn't I didn't think it was yeah, that I've funny. I never gotten into that. One. So that brings me to the next question. It doesn't seem like comedies on television the traditional format being broadcast on a network television that used to be it like if you landed a network television comedy
0: mm-hmm.
1: you were set yeah you made it yep but now it now nowadays it's getting there and then going past a season right and that doesn't happen often it, there are a lot of swings and misses like there as well so whenever I said all the comedy's gone to TV not necessarily that network style TV it is a lot of streaming services that are picking up, you know, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, uh, all of those streaming services. That everything is just kind of going there, and if you think about successful comedies in the past five years that are TV shows, that's hard to think about too. I think because a lot of the stuff that we talk about is is old is older. And, and you're started. rewatching it. One thing that stands out to me that was very original and funny, Rick and Morty. Um, yeah. There are comedies that are still going on, but didn't start in the past five years, like The Simpsons, Family Guy, mm-hmm. uh, and but whenever you think of like a live action show, uh, like I mentioned, you don't the, have a the, sitcom. The Good Place was relatively new. Yeah. Um, they tried to do like kind of an office Parks and Rec thing with Superstore on NBC. I didn't see that one. Um, and that that one's okay. It's just kind of like a workplace comedy built around, of course, like a shopping center. Mm-hmm. But, if you sit down and think about it, when is the last time you turned the TV on, turned it to NBC, Fox, CBS, and you sat down and watched a sitcom, and it was funny?
0: Not... Yeah, I can't. Like I said, I can't, re- I can't remember the last movie, the last TV show, whatever. Uh, it's like a short-term thing for me. I, I couldn't tell you what I've tried to watch within the last two years, probably. But, uh that probably says that like if it doesn't stick out yeah, then it couldn't have been that great.
1: Right. And so that's the thing is I feel like this episode in particular is going to cause people to say after they stop listening to it maybe they've already stopped listening to it and they're going to say wow I just didn't realize that. That yeah. the, the comedies that I'm going to the movies are older yeah. I'm going back and watching you know Ben Stiller uh, in Starskin and Hutch, or a movie that is it's hard to tell if it if it is aged poorly or not. Tropic Thunder. It's really, really funny movie, but there are a lot of controversial parts in that movie where right. I don't think you can make it now. Of now. course. Um, so you're either going back to those older movies with those older comedy greats, right? Um, or you're going to those TV shows that were from the nineties, two thousands, even early two thousand tens. Yeah, doesn't seem like in that in this past six to seven years there's been like those big hits. Um, you think about, and we'll wrap with this, you think about Saturday Night Live and how that used to be the mecca of comedy. Yeah. If you wanted to make it as a standup comedian or just it, be, uh, be somebody, oh, right. somebody, you tried to get on Saturday Night Live. And that kicked your career off. And that kicked your career off to go to movies like Will Ferrell and, yeah. and a lot of other SNL alums. Nowadays, the cast is not super recognizable Mm -hmm. And you don't see that, I don't feel like you see that post-SNL success like you used to with some of those SNL greats.
0: SNL is not doing nearly as well as it used to. Right.
1: Which, of course, anything on TV isn't doing as well as it used to. Right. But that's like a staple of, I think, American culture. It is still surviving, but it's definitely not thriving.
0: It's true. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know what is still surviving and thriving? Oh, AY you need
1: and to know. T- yeah, AY and TK. Yeah. Hell yeah. I guess I would actually probably put it under category. Put it under the category of surviving. We're afloat. We're floating. We're Trek taking. In, we're taking on water yeah. though. And DJ and I are just in there with these little buckets, trying to get the water out as fast as we can. Yeah. Because you never know. I got a hole in my bucket. Yeah, and the, there are plenty of holes in the buckets, but you never know when that, you know boat coming to save you is going to show up mm-hmm. and I think that that of course is a good way to look at our podcast. We're not doing bad right um, and I and we enjoy doing it and there are plenty of people that enjoy listening but it would be nice for that boat to come and say, hey you guys can stop treading water yeah and we'll take care of you that, that's the that's the end goal I think for this um, And then just speaking on that it's a good way to look at life. You might feel like you're treading water. But you never know when that boat's going to show up. And how about that? It's coming, though. It's coming. It's coming. That's it. Call I, don't th- it. I don't think we can say anything after that. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. No, it wasn't. There was no tr- topic transition. We never mentioned what we were talking about. might have seemed a little you know, jumbled up. But at the end of the day, I feel like we majority, I guess, for the majority, we talked about is comedy, dad, things like that. That's what we're going to name the episode. We hope you enjoyed it. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pig. And this has been All You Need to Know.
0: This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at all you need the number 2 no zero zero at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.